Thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 361, for patch 7.2.5. We are a podcast about World of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. And this is Root, coming up here in episode number 361 of HearthCast, Does the Source of the Reward Matter? And to concede, or not to concede. A big thank you going out to you. Yes, you. Thank you for just being who you are and doing what you do. So, hey there, Freckleface. Hey there, Root. Tell me about your week in the Blizzard universe. Let's see. In Warcraft, I did some tying up of loose ends, which always feels really nice. Finally finished the deaths of Chromie. Oh, you saved her. I did. You did all the work yourself. (laughs) Yeah, she likes to say, yay, I did it, when you're running around with her. And it's really... Kill things. Yeah, she's taking all the credit. Yeah, it's really both of us. But, you know, the last time I was complaining that I would have to get really lucky to be able to get enough items that automatically completed some things. Yeah. So, a little bit later, I was able to pick more of her talents. Mm, and okay. one of the talents I picked, I got a ton of those items that uh, let me get an extra item. And a lot of times, you got an option to get extra time. So, one particular run, I just picked the time every single time. Pick the time every time. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's something Carmen would say. <laughs> so I basically had an extra seven minutes to get it done. Mm. So even though I didn't get the bonus objective of getting her saved in 15 minutes, it didn't really matter. Uh, for the sake of the quest, I still saved her. All right, let me ask you this. Now that you saved okay. her, will you ever go back and do that scenario again? I don't know. So when I first got the reward, the transmog set, it was okay looking. But I only got the male armor, as in, you know, the armor type you wear, not, not right, male versus female. Right, because your, your hunter yeah. wears male right, armor. Right, right, And I thought my other tunes, you know, my mage and my rogue would have appropriate armor level in their collection, but they did not. Oh, you thought it would be like an heirloom type thing that yeah. carried over to the... No, yeah, okay. No, so no, you no. just get it for the class that so you, you completed on. Not the class, for the armor type. Okay, that's what I meant. So I started to run out of my rogue. Again, I was like, okay, well, I'll just go and I'll get the leather. Won't be that big of a deal. Uh, not so. <laughs> As, uh, I couldn't get past uh, the first boss. Oh, no. The first boss, I went to one of the dragon shrines and did the quest there, spawned the dude, and I just I couldn't get him down. Mm. And I know the description says that the armor is scaled up, but I think it still does take into account your item level. Well, on I'm sure. some level. Yeah, it's yeah. got to. And then I looked at the gear again, and I said, well, it's not that great looking to be <laughs> worth going through all that again. I'll just check that off. Just be done with it. Well, congratulations for completing it. Thank you. And uh, the other thing I did this week was I got the fourth Falcazor mount. The little Falcazor pets that we've had since five ever? Yeah, but, but the mount version. Oh, okay, so you, you just had, I thought you finished all those already. No, I finished three of them. And the fourth one, I was, like, on the last quest to do. 
And it was kind of an annoying one because you have to go around and do Pet Battle World Quest. And you have to do is the Dire Beak and two humanoids. It has to be different world quests. You can't just, you know, do one and uh, yeah. jump on a different character. So I've been kind of putting it off. And once I did, I was like, okay, I'm done. Got all four mounts. Well, that's cool. But they're just different colors of each other, yeah, right? Yeah, different colors, yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Uh, last week was Time Walking, which uh, you and I did that together. Sort of. There was some glitchiness. <laughs> yeah. We did the first one fine. The second one, we went to the Nexus. We were in LFR. We would queued for both. Did LFR. Pop-up. Came right up to the boss's dead, so we went into that. And get into Nexus. I see your little goblin figure. You're like, I'm not in the group. And I was like, no, I can see you. And then he faded out. Yeah, like, bye. Oh, see weird. ya. And then you couldn't uh, teleport back in. It said you weren't in the group, right? Yeah, as soon as we logged into it, jumped in, whatever, ported in. Um, I got a little message that said, hey, you're not in this group, so we're... You know, porting you out, and I got the loading screen, and there I was in Dalaran, and I'm like, well, I don't even have my little teleport back to dungeon icons not here, and then you left the group because I couldn't join the group, but as soon as you left the group, I could join the group, but then you'd already left the group. Yeah, and then, so then you left the group, and then we just had our uh, debuff of shame for 30 minutes, that kind of killed the rest of the night. Sure enough did. I was like, you know, no. (laughs) And then the next one, so we decided to work on it some more a couple days later. And I remember you asking me during one dungeon, how many more do we have left? And I said, after this one, two more. And then we got done with the dungeon. All of a sudden, I, was, I said, wait a minute. We only need one more. It was four out of five. So I did that when I was done. And you weren't done. You still had one no, left. I had one left. <laughs> so somehow I got a free one. Yeah. I played uh, hacks. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of sleeping with one eye open. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Blizzard police going to yeah, show Blizzard up. Yeah, Blizzard police. <laughs> Excuse me, is Freckleface here? <laughs> ban my account for exploits. <laughs> I don't know. I noticed the time walking vendors, in addition to selling you know, pets and mounts and cosmetic items, things like that, they also sell tokens for reputation. And they had one which I needed. Because on my rogue, she every once in a while gets an item from doing order hall missions to go into the Palace of Shen. Right. Yeah, to do that scenario again. So I've said to myself, if I just do them over and over again, eventually I'll get better. And I'll be even better if I can buy these items from the vendor to let me uh, cheat my way past some of the mechanics. Sure, you can hop, you can float, you can do yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, But I didn't have enough reputation for it, uh, the bigger items. So I've been kind of procrastinating going back and doing that, and I saw that the time-walking vendor sold some of those reputation tokens. Oh, nice. So I bought them on my main character, sent them over to my rogue, go on my rogue to use them, used one, no text appeared, used two, no text appeared. So I looked into my uh, character pane, and sure enough, it said I was exalted with the Kirin Tor. Okay. I was like, wait a minute, I thought I wasn't before, so I went and I, I did some uh, wow heading for... The vendor and what he, the vendor that sells items for this scenario, sells things that you need Kieran Tor offensive reputation for. Why is the reputation offensive? What? No, there's two different, there's <laughs> two sorry. different factions, Root. One's there's offensive Kieran and the other one's tolerable. Kieran Tor, <laughs> going on the offensive. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was tracking something different there, Freck. I, I can see that. <laughs> 
Two different factions, similar name. One don't count for the other. You know, I'm so mad at myself. I wasted like 2,500 badges on that. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> ah. It's a lot, Frank. Yeah. I've been kind of irritated about that and hesitating to log on since then. So no one likes derping out. No, no. That can cause yeah. you to stay away for a little bit. But that's about it for my week. Uh, tell me about yours. Well, in addition to uh, having fun in LFR with you, you and I, we did the Avatar. Is it the Avatar? It's the one right before. Fallen Avatar. Yeah, the Fallen Avatar guy. Uh, we did that one. And uh, we did our, our time walking, sort of. I had to finish that up with a pug. No biggie. Sorry. No, nah, it's all right. I ended up buying uh, one of the mounts, so I now have his cool little. Yeah, you showed me that. That's yeah, cool. cool mount. I don't know yeah. why I bought it, but I did. Been enjoying uh, arena runs in Hearthstone here the last couple of weeks. I think it's finally ended, but we had the fire dude, and then we had the, the ice dude. And we got some free arena runs with the ice dude. I'm really up to date on all the terms. <laughs> Frost <laughs> Lord, Athun, Athun, okay. Uh, but we had some free arena runs from him, so that was fun. I know a lot of times people don't play arena for whatever reasons. You know, he's the same guy we fight during the fire festival. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed uh, the free arena runs. Those are cool. And plus you get free packs, so why not? Been really enjoying my Necromancer and Diablo. I missed season 11. I'm not gonna, probably not going to do it because it's one of those things I feel that you need to be on it like right at the start to really get all you're going to get out of it. If not, I feel like you're playing catch-up the rest of the time, and I, re- I don't like that antsiness of playing catch-up. Yeah, I understand that. So I'll, I'll just enjoy doing uh, the rifts and the bounties with him. He's, so are you going to convert him to seasonal character next season? I might. Had my uh, one of my biggest days ever in the auction house this week, 140K. Whoa. Yeah. That's a lot. It What's is. What's you going to buy me? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> buy you a How to Make 140K book in the auction house. There's an <laughs> e-book. Uh, limited time. All I need is your uh, email address and credit card number. <gasps> I just had an idea. What's that? Literally write an e-book and put it up in the auction house. <laughs> I don't know what the title would show up. It just show up as untitled letter. Yeah, plain Dang. letter. Yeah, plain letter. Plain letter. I've sold plain letters before. <laughs> you can put them up there. People buy them. It's kind of crazy. But it was done with flipping. It's all I did was flip. I flipped ancient mana and uh, came out of it with 140K. Of course, not all of that was profit. It was just the total I came out of there with. But it was definitely a hefty pull out of the auction house for me. And then I ended up running the latest Kill Jaden LFR on release day. Don't advise it, but I did it. And uh, it was. Yeah, we were going to do that together. And then he told me how much difficulty you were having in the first time. Yeah, well. <laughs> like, nope. Yeah, you were off running around, and I decided, well, I'm home. Let me go ahead and see if I. And I managed to get my druid, my alt druid. To the minimal eye level to get in, and I cheesed it to do that. I had some kind of a, it was a stamina token of one of our friends gave us. Something that really just wasn't supposed to be there. It's not for a druid, but yet I had it. And I made it. I got in. And I was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I was the last DPS. I was above the healers, which is always a good place to be. Um... You don't want you don't want a healer out DPSing you. And we wiped seven times, Freck. Oh goodness. We were in there an hour and a half. Wow. 
people were just going blame crazy. I wanted, I just wanted to post a link to our last episode, number 360, where we talked about bad humor because that was in there too. And yeah. Blame game was happening. And finally, once everybody was done blaming everybody else, the last, it was on the sixth one, so it was our last poll, it started blaming me because I was the lowest DPS. Oh. Somebody posted a DPS chart. And I said, if you're not on this list, leave. You know, I'm not going to leave. You can kick me. I didn't say anything. I didn't say it. But I, I was, know. I do the same thing. I'm not going to leave because someone tells me to leave. Right. I'm thinking to myself, they're going to kick me out. I'm not going to leave. Yeah. Because I'm not going to get the deserted debuff. I'll, I'll just queue back up. But the tank, who had been very boisterous the entire hour and a half, it's probably why it was an hour and a half, probably been an hour if he wasn't so boisterous, but he stuck up for me. He's like, look, this guy's DPS might be at the bottom. But look at his gear that he doesn't have. He just barely made it in here. He's cheesed his way in. He has no legendaries. He, his artifact is locked on the first thing. He doesn't have the rest of his artifact traits opened up. And he's kind of pointing out why I had the low DPS. And then he said, but you know what? It doesn't matter how low his DPS is because he is doing the mechanics. And that kind of made me feel good. Yeah. Because that's something I've been harping on for a long time, that mechanics and Legion matter in LFR. And I had a, a reasonable explanation for all of my deaths. Most of them were trying to figure out the mechanics, but at least I was trying to figure out the mechanics. And I only died to the same thing twice. So that's that's always good. But I did end up finishing it. So I got my a little, uh, you know, I didn't get anything out of there. And I forgot to get my seal of fate or whatever it is. Forgot to go do that. Get three of them every week, and I forgot to get them before I ran the latest LFR. Well, no, you only get one free. The other uh, yeah. ones you have to pay for. Well, well it yeah. It costs more every time. Yeah, but still, you get three. You can, yeah, you can, you can get, get yeah. three. Yeah. But I forgot to get even one, Frank. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, I was just, oh, so mad at myself. But then I ran it later on uh, with someone from our meetup group, and that was fun. He did a really good job. He didn't die. Or did he? No, he didn't. He didn't die. I died the first. We only wiped once. I died the first. I think he might have died the second. Yeah, he did. He died the first one, and then everybody, pretty much everybody survived the second round. He got a 900 relic out of there. So that's nice. The relics are hard to get. They just drop for him. I got yeah. nothing. I get, I, RNG hates me this expansion, so I got <laughs> absolutely, I got nothing on my druid. I got nothing on my warlock. That just happens. So we'll get you in there this week. I don't mind running it again. Now that I understand the mechanics and everything that's going on, I can talk you through things, and it's all going to be great. And so we'll get you in there this week in the Blizzard universe. Does the method or timing of when we get something change the value of that thing? Now you're talking about the intrinsic value of it. Yes, not the monetary value, okay. the actual intrinsic value of it, because sometimes we pay for things and sometimes we don't pay for things. When Blizzard releases a pet or mount in the Blizzard store, it's usually accompanied by a slew of people complaining about how it cheapens the item's worth because there's no challenge in getting it. All you have to do is go in and buy it. But then you have people saying, well, I work really hard for that money that I chose to spend on that mount. So there's the value in it for me. Yes, it might not have been an in-game challenge, but it's more of an IRL challenge. So there was still that That's value yeah. in that mount. Many, many moons ago, Freck, you told me 
that the world of Warcraft is nothing more than dress up show off game. It's very true. You said people just hang out at their uh, capital cities and show off what they got. Our weapons, our outfits, our pets, our toys, our achievements, our mounts, everything. We just like showing it off. If there is a down moment before a boss pull and I'm in LFR with you, you're popping toys. Well, they amuse me. <laughs> you're just wow ADD, but yeah, that's a different yeah. story. <laughs> it's like... You know, we're trying to, like, okay, everybody fed, everybody doing this, and you're, like, mining fool's gold over there. <laughs> like, what is going on? During the auction house dance party, it's very similar. People are hanging. People are bringing out their costumes. Well, it's totally different. Yeah. But that's a great place to show off. What, not in a raid? No, usually. Where else am I standing next to 24 other people? <laughs> <laughs> outside of your capital city, outside of the auction house, where people normally show off. Oh, that's true. But they'll run away. But it doesn't matter where we're at. If we've got something to show off, we are typically going to show it off in the world of Warcraft. And in other games, too. If you get a cool mount or, do, or a cool skin in some other game, you're going to show it off. So let's look at how or when we get things in the games that we play. A lot of people get things when it's hard. They want that challenge, that ahead of the curve. So they add a mount that drops from a raid. And you want to be the person that gets it when that raid is still really difficult. And when there's still a low drop rate for it. Or how about the big spider mount that costs, what, a million gold, two million gold, whatever it is? Oh, I don't know. I don't like spiders. I know you don't like spiders. But you see people who walk around with that mount just to show off the fact that they got that kind of cash to, or the gold, rather, to spend on that type of mount. But there's a certain level of perceived prestige on having that new mount that's, you know, in the, in the raid that's super hard to get. And people, ooh, in awe at that mount. Like, oh, wow, that is great. Now, the opposite of that is we get stuff when it's easy. The Bronze Drake in the Culling of Stratholm. Even at level, all you had to do was beat the timer and you got that Drake. This is my first flying mount, by the way. Your husband uh, ran that raid when we got that mount. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But that was my first flying mount, and I was—I love that mount. I got a Drake. It's a—it's a dragon for crying out loud! Look at this. Doesn't matter that everybody else in the game had it. <laughs> that mount is still very available, and people get it all the time with new new characters in the game. Can also have someone get it for you, like a gift in the uh, from the store. Gift in the store. What was the mount in Misty Pandaria that you needed ten shards of something to summon it? And the shards are really hard to find. Like, I only had two by the end of the expansion. It was that some cloud serpent that flew around above yeah. us, and you had to have ten shards in order to be able to get to it to fight it to possibly get it. Yeah. Right, yes. Yeah. So I had a friend summon it for me. Oh, cool. You got that one? Yeah. Is it the heavenly cloud, heavenly heavenly cloud so. serpent, something like that? So. Yeah, that's cool. I happen to enjoy gifting from the Blizzard store. I like going in there and buying people mounts and pets and whatnot out of there who i know will enjoy it you happen to be one of the recipients of that which i appreciate uh other people are too it's also super convenient you know when they, they put a mount in a couple weeks my birthday i'm like hey let me send you this link well yeah way to way to drop your birthday notification there frack <laughs> <laughs> uh they they tend to do that though and yeah, it makes it a lot easier to get, you know, like, well, someone's birthday is coming up and I know they play WoW and I know they like mounts or I know they like pets or whatever it is. And here we go. Remember the uh, the moose mount 
from last expansion. We had the, the mouth, the flying moose. Everybody wanted the flying moose. Does it fly? I thought it just Ah, no, nah, he flies. <laughs> oh, yeah. does he? Oh. Yeah. I think I ever got him. I got him. And it cost me, I think it was 100000 on the carry. Okay. Yeah. But I had a favor that was owed to me by somebody else who covered the 100000 So he's got a free mount. It was a free carry. Free it wasn't carry, free yeah. because the guy owed me something. So okay. it wasn't free on, from me. It, it, there was cost of some sort Opportunity involved. Opportunity cost, yeah. sure. However, my instructions were stand by the wall, die quietly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can do that. <laughs> Things that should not be taken out of context. <laughs> but getting that mount, nobody knows how I got it. My character had the eye level and the gear, appropriate gear to be in that rate at that time. So they see me on that mountain, they go, wow, that guy got that mountain. He's ahead of the curve. He's got the achievement. Yeah. You can also just be extremely lucky, like me and Ashes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Anixia Drake was that way. I didn't know oh, it was that's a thing. Right. Yeah. So Anixia happened to me that way where I didn't know that it was a low drop rate because I only went in there like twice and got it. Oh, you just assumed it was like easy. Yeah. And then one of our guildies was like, you know, jaw dropped. I'm like, what? That's the worst. What? What's the big deal? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what's going on, guys. <laughs> well, the fox kit was the same way. Oh, yeah. The pet you got? Yeah. Which yeah. now you can just buy off of a vendor. But when it was first out, it was one of these rare drops that a little, basically a fox came when I was fishing and the fox bothered me because I was fishing and I decided to kill the fox. And I'm like, oh, look, it's got a little loot. I guess I'll go loot the fox because the little sparkly thing was annoying me. And there's a fox kid on. I'm like, oh, cool. I got a pet. And then once I linked it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy gave me this little pet. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's got such a low drop rate. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. And, of course, my invincible story where I picked up the raid lockout of a buddy. And after he prodded me to continue and finish the fight with Lich King, only then did I go and do it just to get him to quit nagging me. And Invincible's range dropped. The opposite of that, Freck, is being uh, grindy. You grind it for years and years and years. And finally, it drops. Those are the people that will weep when they get it. Speaking of weeping, Freck, I was over in Karazhan last week with my warlock. And I went up there to, was it guys, the Huntsman? Something like that. The first boss in there that drops that mount, you know, that we've been trying for for years and years and years. And Freck killed him, looted him. I had tears, Freck. Tears. Tears. Yeah. 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 Because it still hasn't dropped, and I got to go back, and I'm just tired of going back to that place, and I'm crying because I got to go back again and again and again. Tears of frustration. Yeah, it still hasn't dropped. So one day it'll be tears of joy. One day. Right now. (laughs) Tears of anguish. Anguish, I tell you. Anguish. (laughs) There are some less scrupulous ways to get them out. There are certain challenges or things that you have to do that uh, test your skill level on your character challenge modes 
or PvP. And you might have a friend who's good at challenge modes and good at PvP and good at your particular class. And they might log into your account one day and you give access with the authenticator and they just go do whatever it is that that thing was that got you them out. So you're cheating. Well, I'm not. I'm <laughs> Someone's just, cheating. This hypothetical person. This hypothetical person mm-hmm. is hypothetically cheating. It's 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 against the EULA. It's against the terms of service. You're not supposed to share your account. You're not supposed to let somebody else play it. But it happens. You can't kid yourself. And then lastly, you could go buy it yourself. If no one else is going to gift you that mount, go gift it to yourself. Go log into the gear store and buy it. So there's a whole lot of different ways that we get things, whether it be gear or, you know, you can still buy those hats, by the way. Those cool helms from the store. Oh, can you? Oh, yeah. Okay. They they haven't run out of those yet. (laughs) Got a stockpile there. They probably do. We can't get rid of these things. (laughs) That's loads of them. That's why they have that other, the extra wing at Blizzard headquarters. Yeah. It's just for those helms. helms. Yeah. So keep the, what's down there? Don't go down there. They keep all the helms down there. But I have found in my personal experience that when a person is complaining about an item's value being cheapened because somebody else purchased it, the person is complaining usually doesn't have the available funds to purchase it. And I'm not trying to say that that's a bad thing. I'm not trying to say they're cheap or anything else. I'm just saying that they take a defensive stance on the purchasing aspect of this. They can't get the item right now when it's the new hotness for budgetary reasons. But instead of voicing that, which is perfectly fine, it is 100% acceptable to say it's not in the budget. Perfectly fine. But instead of saying that, they're going to lash out in anger and call it cheap. So personally for me, how we get things in WoW doesn't matter. Well, let me ask you this. If something that you did spend a lot of time and a lot of tears trying to achieve, trying to trying to loot, and you got it, if they made that mound available in the uh, Blizzard store, do you feel the same way? Not at all, because the mount that I have still represents what I went through to get it. The fact that you now can go buy that mount, eh, that's on you. I know how I got it, and the fact that you can buy it doesn't change my story. It doesn't alter my experience. I think that would for me. I think that's where the line is. Like, if they were to add in something that's able to be purchased, that it used to take effort in the game, like they add in a new method of getting it, I think that's what would change the intrinsic value of it to me. Because when I ride around on something that's rare, that represents a good amount of either effort or luck. You know, whereas if I ride around on the newest uh, mount that Blizzard just put in the store, it just represents that I saw something that I liked and I bought it. But if they were to add the ability to purchase something directly with money that didn't have that before, I think that would have said a lot of people. Now, I don't believe that they'll ever do that, so we'll say that. But what I'm hearing you say is that if, for instance, Ashes of Alar came up on the Blizzard store for 19.99 US, and people went, oh my goodness, I'm buying that because now I don't have to go back there anymore, and they buy it, you're saying that would cheapen the Ashes, yeah. of, Ashes of Alar for you? Yeah, I think so. 
have you ever gotten into like a little mount battle with somebody where you start summoning mounts? No, not really. Never gotten one of those? No. Oh, those are fun because it, it, it kind of negates my question. I was going to ask you if you lead off with a common mount or a hard to get mount. Or Where are these mount playing. battles? What am I missing? <laughs> You've never been in a, oh, see, it's because you're in the wrong place. You need, you need to stand out by the auction houses and people will be, they'll be out in the area and they'll just mount up on whatever cool mount they got. Yeah. And if you have that same cool mount, you mount up on that cool mount next to them, and then they'll change to another cool mount. And say so that's where the mount war begins. Because then you okay. have to summon that same mount. I'm just missing entire chunks of the game, apparently. Yeah, mount wars are awesome. And you go until one person, like, you know, like, they pull out something that you don't have. You go like, huh. Huh, I don't have ashes. So let me see if I can up them, and I'm going to pull out Invincible. And if they pull out Invincible, it's like, oh, man. So I was at the auction house one day and I got into a mount war with this dude. And we're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And another guy walked up beside us and he was like looking at us. We're like, uh, I'm thinking to myself, this guy's checking out all of our cool mounts. Oh, nah. He busts out the time lost proto Drake. Oh, boy. And we both went bow. We slash bow. <laughs> we're like, okay, you win. <laughs> you get the time lost proto Drake. He just like sat there for a while watching us. See, he wouldn't be able to win any more mount battles if they put it in the store. No, mount no. battles would go away at that Yeah, point. exactly. Moral of the story, don't let what other people think upset you. Yeah. Don't accept anybody else's values except your own. Don't let anything else affect how you feel about okay. something. Don't let it mold or shape you. Leave that up to the war chief. Conceding in Hearthstone. Mm, know it well. <laughs> <laughs> On which end? Both. Both. When you're playing Hearthstone, you have the option to end the game early. And it's interesting to look at why someone might do that instead of letting the game play out. You know, as you and I discovered, if you are playing against a friend and one person concedes, then any progress you're making in the quest does not count. So let's say I had a quest to play 35 Warlock cards and to win with the Warlock and I'm playing against you with my Warlock deck and we're playing and we're playing and I'm about to beat you and you concede, I don't get any of that credit. Oh, that's not good. I don't get credit for winning. I don't get credit for any of the cards that I played. Mm. Well, you didn't win with the Warlock, with the uh, Murloc. I conceded, so you didn't win. So I can see that, but you should get credit no, for the you, cards you No, you do plays. win if the, if the other person concedes in any other gameplay. <laughs> So you, it's semantics. Okay. You get the victory. You didn't win. There's a difference. You didn't defeat me. I, I conceded. That's, 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 that's not why they do that. Because in any other gameplay, like if you're playing on ladder and the other person concedes, you still get the win. Oh, all right. Well. In friend to friend is saying you ended the game too early. Yeah, there's maybe they're trying to circumvent people cheese in the system. There. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. So let's look at some reasons why people do concede in Hearthstone. I think one of them is that they're working on a quest, like play X amount of whatevers, and they've gotten that far. It was play 35 Murloc. They just played their 35th Murloc. They know they've completed the quest, and they've got things to do. Might as well concede. Things to do, and maybe you don't like that deck in particular, or it takes too long. Or lack of confidence. You think your opponent has the better cards, or that they're in a... Better place in the meta? I 
tend to fall into that one a little bit. Uh, just they'll play something like gnarly, really cool combination. I'm just like, yeah, forget about it. I'm out of here. Distractions IRL is another reason people will concede. If there's just stuff going on, you were into the game, but now your phone is ringing or someone's knocking at your door. Baby's crying, dog is barking, just all this other stuff going on. And you're just like, you know what? I ain't got time anymore. And you'll concede. Sometimes you're not getting the immediate results that you want. You've got a particular goal. It's not happening very quickly. And so you just want to move on. This happens sometimes when you're trying to climb the ladder because you want to do that efficiently and it feels frustrating to spend a lot of time on a game that you know you're going to lose. I've seen a lot of times that people will play a particular class and they know that their deck is weak against that particular class or the same person sometimes. They're like, oh, not this guy again. <laughs> I don't think that really happens. There are way too many people who play Hearthstone and be the same person. I've seen it. On Have you? One of our friends' streams. He was playing. He goes, he got the same guy twice in a row. Oh, is he like really high up in the ladder? Uh, no. No? No. And when they saw the same person the second time, they went, nope. And they conceded. <laughs> it was like an immediate concede. That is really unusual. I've heard that happen in like the very, very high ranks because there's a very uh, smaller pool of players. Sure. But, you know, down the middle or below, it's really, really unlikely. But what happens more often is you feel like shamans already are always beating you. Yeah. So you just get beat by a shaman and you get another shaman. And you're like, ugh. Yeah. Not another murloc deck. Oh, Playing pirate warrior. Or you know, you just could be getting a beat down. Just destroying you. Every time you try to do something, you're just getting beat. You can't get your cards out. You can't get board control. Every time you try to do something, you're just getting beat down. You're like, you know what? No, I'm done. Are you going there with a certain mood or you expect the game to be easier to last or to be over quickly? And it's not. Like if you build a particular deck and you think to yourself, this deck is awesome. It is the thing. It's going to just raffle stomp everybody. And then your first game in, it's not working the way you thought it was going to work. And you think to yourself, well, I need to tweak this a little more because obviously I didn't account for this or this. So go, I'm going to head and concede. Let's go. It's not as easy as you thought it'd be. What about Freck when it is mathematically very improbable that you will win? That's a tricky question because there's improbable and then there's literally this is going to happen. Well, if it's literal, if the person's sitting there with lethal on the board and you know there's nothing you can do then I think sometimes people will concede just to take the satisfaction away of the person having the last final move. Yeah. And I don't think it's that bad when it's their turn and they just they look at their cards, they look at the other person's uh, minions, and they say, okay, not getting out of this. They concede to save a turn. But what sometimes people will do is they will wait until the other person is on the last minion to hit them. <laughs> and then like, they can see. And then they can see, like, right before the last minion hits them. What is the point? <laughs> There's no point. That's just to take away that satisfaction yeah. of you getting the final hit right there. Now, sidebar, I have also conceded more times than I wanted to admit when I tried to open up the options menu. Because <laughs> there's, there's 
no confirmation button. It's just right there. Are you sure you and want went, to continue? Okay. <laughs> I meant to hit options. I meant to hit options. A little dyslexic. I'm a CNEO. Now, there's some things about Hearthstone that you want to consider before you automatically jump to the concede button. Hearthstone is very unpredictable. In in my opinion, it's worth playing out each match. There are a lot of cards that do a random effect. Sometimes that random effect is on a random target. I've seen people who were winning play a card that does something random, and it does something random to backfire on them. <laughs> I've seen and, that happen. And now they're not winning anymore. And then they play the oops emote. Yes, they do. Also, a strong opponent start does not automatically mean that you have a strong opponent finish. They may have the best opening hand, and it could go completely downhill after that. Victories can come when you least expect them. I watched you not too long ago, Freck. You had four health. I forget. You probably remember this match. Your opponent had 20. I think that was a brawl, but yeah. You had four. They hit 20. I don't know what mm-hmm. it was. And when I saw that, I was like, hey, just concede and get it over with. And you stuck it out, and you won. Now, I've had matches here recently, because I've played a lot more than I used to play. And I had a great one where the person had a phenomenal opening hand. Very frustrating. This was a very frustrating match for me the entire time. The guy kept putting out taunts and this, that, and the other. And at the very last turn, he killed the wrong minion on my board. And he left up the one. I play Hunter, primarily. And he left up my uh, all beast to have charge minion. And then I was able to play some very strong minions. And I ended up with lethal with charge and ended the game. So had I conceded earlier when I was being frustrated by the guy, because he was roping me too, by the way. And if I'd been, you know, yeah. if, if I had gotten, you know, just tilted because of that and conceded, that would have been a, a, a victory I didn't get. In losing also, Freck, it teaches you something. And this is a, a stance that I've had uh, since I was coaching soccer back in the day. That if you're taking a loss, use that as a learning experience. Figure out different patterns, figure out different plays, figure out some different strategies. Look at different things that aren't working and try different things that might work. So if I'm losing, which happens quite often, if I'm losing, I will watch what the opponent is doing, how they're playing the cards, what they're buffing, and I may learn something. I may learn, okay, next time I see that particular card, I need to get rid of it. need to get that minion off the board because I see what it can do when it's played in conjunction with this other minion. It's also helpful for me to know how close I would be to killing them. Like, if I know I'm going to lose either way, if I can see, well, if, am I going to barely lose or am I going to lose by a lot? Mm. So I like to see at least how far down I can get him. And, of course, if you don't concede, you might be able to complete a quest. Or two. Or three. Depends on how, you know, what you got going on. Me, personally, I used to do a uh, an assessment at turn four. And I would look around turn four and I would go, I think I'm going to win this game or I think I'm not going to win this game. And at turn four, if I thought I wasn't going to win, I would concede. Thinking to myself, I would rather get into a match that I have more probability of winning because I feel good about that than losing because I don't feel good about that. And I kind of made a a paradigm shift where I'm now learning from losses 
So I don't mind taking a beat down. I don't mind taking a, a good match, a good frustrating match. I'll see it out to the end now just to learn from it. Now, not always. I'll get tilted and concede from time to time. Do you have a particular, I don't know if I want to call it a concede strategy, but when do you concede or do you? Usually if I start top decking and we both have a lot of health and the other guy has a lot of cards and he's doing a lot of stuff and I'm just kind of pulling a card and using it, it's not really making a dent. If I can tell I'm going to lose and I know if I play it out, it's going to take a long time, then I'll concede. I also use a deck tracker so I know what's left in my deck. So if I also get to a point where I know there's nothing left good and it's still going to take a while. Then I probably will. I still don't use the deck tracker. And that's probably has a lot to do with why I continue to play out a game. Because I think the same way, if I know that, oh, well, I'm not going to get that combo, I might as well concede. It's not there. There are some moves that you make that might be dependent on knowing what else is in your deck. Sure. So it does help. I know some people are against it, but I think it makes it easier. It makes me more focused. We asked all of you what you thought about conceding in Hearthstone. And here's what a few of you had to say. Adam said, I will finish the game. Kevin said, only time I concede is when I know for sure I will lose or I'm out of gas and know there's no way to come back. Andrew said, conceding is acceptable at many points in a game, in my opinion. If you're going to lose and don't want to wait for your opponent to actually finish you, or if you get countered too hard and don't see a way out, or if you're tired of stalling for a win condition. Nick Z says, no point in dragging out the inevitable. Tiber says, I'll hang if I think there's a possibility of a comeback or I feel I can learn something from the remaining card play. If not, I bow out. Craven says, I think about it like resigning in chess. If you know you're beaten, there's no reason to drag it out. Sal says that too many opponents drag it out, trying to play all their cards and buff all their minions before taking that final blow. It is annoying. John says, if you have no hand and your opponent does, it's usually correct to concede. For example, if your opponent opens, innervate, then fledgling, and you have no answer, concede. If your opponent's playing Control Warrior and you don't have the steam to go on, concede. So we still seem to be a little split on the concede, whether it should be used or not. A lot of people tend to lean towards the rule of chess. Where if you know you've been beaten, it's okay to concede. So we've even seen people concede at a tournament level. Where advancement is on the line. We're going to the Blizzard Hearthstone World Championship was on the line. Or in the cards, so to speak. Along the Hearthstone Championship Tour. And we've seen concedes there where people felt it was mathematically impossible for them to continue on in a tournament. And they conceded on turn one, as in, like, they weren't even going to give the game any effort. Zero effort. In fact, they let the uh, their opponent know ahead of time, hey, I'm just going to concede everything, grats on the win. And as it turns out with that particular person, they're not, one of, they're not clairvoyant. <laughs> and what they based their mathematical probability on did not happen, and they would have had a chance to win had they not bowed out. I mean, they might have lost that game that they played anyways. They might have. But you'll never know because they didn't attempt to play it. 
But that that's kind of a whole other level of yeah, it is of giving up. Definitely is. So just remember that conceit option is going to be there and it's going to be available to use. But maybe, just maybe try to stick it out and learn something from the remaining gameplay. Well, Frank, that's about going to do it for episode number 361 of HearthCast. Folks, do us a favor. If you are out and about on the internet, don't forget to give us a rating over there in the iTunes. Leave a comment that lets us know how we're doing and also lets other people know if this is a show they'd like to check out. I want to give a big thank you to our friends on Facebook and our followers on Twitter. And as we close this show, we want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastfreck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. You can support Hearthcast by using our Amazon link at hearthcast.com slash Amazon. You can save $3 off your Loot Crate by visiting lootcrate.com forward slash Hearthcast and using the offer code Hearthcast at checkout. Our Patreon page can be found at patreon.com slash EIPS. And remember, Curse Premium will keep all your in-game add-ons up to date automatically. Please visit hearthcast.com for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. This podcast is part of the D20 Grid Network.